Bills Talks podcast, where we talk NFL, fantasy football, and everything sports. We come here to get the most trustworthy, unbiased, and logical takes in all of sports. I am your host, Tyler Folsom. Buckle in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the TFOLS Talks podcast. Um, we got a lot on our schedule for today. You know, we're going to be talking some Lakers and Heat. I'm going to be going over all of the NFL matchups this week during the week five. Going to be going over the COVID situation. And at the end of the podcast, I'll be giving my locks of the week for the betting lines. But before we get into the headlines, uh, this episode is going to be sponsored by Anchor FM. Anchor FM provides the best service to create your own podcast. You can record, edit, and publish your podcast professionally right on the Anchor FM website. The best part about it is Anchor FM distributes your podcast for you to a plethora of sources, including Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. You can get Anchor, Anchor FM today for free and start producing your own podcasts. All right, guys. So I know this is usually a football podcast, um, a fantasy football podcast, but we do have a big thing going on right now in sports. Obviously, we have all types of sports going on, almost all of it. Uh, we had hockey with the Stanley Cup. The Lightning won last week. We have the MLB playoffs going on. The Yankees lost last night. Boo-hoo. Um, and we have the NBA Finals going on, as well as all of the NFL. So, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Lakers and Heat. Um, my initial thoughts, first of all, the Heat, the fact that a 5 seed is in Game 6 of the NBA Finals is crazy. That is That is insane, I don't think... Anyone would have believed the Miami Heat were going to be in the NBA Finals and giving the Lakers a run for their money. I mean, the Heat didn't even make the playoffs last year. They barely made the playoffs this year. And they have just absolutely turned it on in the postseason. And and wow. Talk about Jimmy Butler, man. Kudos to him. I always considered Jimmy Butler... Obviously, he's an all-star player. I always considered him not a top 10 guy, maybe a top 20 guy. I would never consider him a superstar, but has Jimmy Butler proved me wrong? He is going head-to-head with LeBron James. You know, the Battle of the Titans. You know, just two powerhouses going back and forth. Um, in, in Game 5, the Heat were down 3-1. to one. Um, LeBron finished with 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. And Jimmy Butler finished with 35 points. Uh, I think it was 13 rebounds and 11 assists. So both of them are putting up huge numbers. Um, They're both playing pretty much the entire game. Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, you guys probably saw that shot of Jimmy Butler. Just so tired, resting his head down on the on the little banister behind the um, behind the hoop and that just shows he literally played every single second of game 5 except for 40 seconds. He was he was out of the game for 40 seconds and played the rest of it. Um 
Game 6, I think everyone in the world wants us to go to Game 7. This is such a competitive series. Such, such, a, such a fresh NBA Finals, right? We're used to seeing LeBron versus the Warriors. We're used to seeing the Heat, LeBron's Heat, LeBron's Cavs with Warriors, Kawhi. This is a, it's good to see a team like the Heat play in the finals. I knew I, I know I wish the Celtics would have made the finals, but that's a story for a different day. It, it's really refreshing to see a team like the Heat who don't have, you know, the 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 big superstars like Kevin Durant, LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis. They don't have that big superstar, but they have Jimmy Butler, who is the new superstar, and it's great to see them making this a series. Um, I still think the Lakers will win. The, the Lakers are the better team in my opinion. I just hope this goes to game seven and that we get a good rest of this series. So that's all I had to say about the NBA Finals. I had to put at least a little bit of a segment in there. Um, and so another part of this headlines is the COVID situation for this week. Obviously last week we had the Patriots and Chiefs facing off Monday night. Um, we had Stefan Gilmore contract COVID this week. And it doesn't seem like anyone else on the Patriots got it either. Um, so I guess the Patriots are doing a good job social distancing or, or something to stop the spread. Because now there's two players in two weeks on the Patriots who have gotten it. And it hasn't really spread around the team too much. So that's pretty good. Um, and, and the Broncos versus Patriots is scheduled to play Monday night at 5 o'clock. Kind of a weird time playing at 5 o'clock on a Monday night. Um... And we don't know the starting quarterback situation. Again, I mean, I don't think Newton is going to play. You know, he had he tested positive for COVID last Friday. I, it's going to be close. I don't think he's been practicing with the team. Um, I, I'll take Cam Newton starting. I'll take Stidham starting. Please, please don't put Brian Hoyer out there. Please. He, he is atrocious. That's your last resort. I'd rather have Julian Edelman play quarterback. I'm not even trolling. Um, and and on the other side of the football, obviously Drew Locke is hurt. And you have Ripeen? That's the quarterback for the Broncos, Ripeen? Um, yeah, this might be a, a game of backup quarterbacks. But I got the Patriots in this game. They, they have to win. Come on, we're 2-2. Two two. We should be 4-0. We'll talk about that different day, but yeah, we should have beaten the Seahawks, and if we have Cam Newton, we probably make that Chiefs game very competitive, probably win that Chiefs game. And the other COVID game of this week is Titans versus Bills, which is a really weird scheduling. It's scheduled to play Tuesday night at 7. I have never seen a Tuesday night game before. Um, I've seen... I've seen Monday night reschedules. I've never seen something rescheduled to Tuesday night, so that is a little funky. Titans-Bills, it actually should be a pretty good game, honestly. I've, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so those are the headlines of the week. And just like that, I'm going to get right into the Week 5 matchups. Pretty much what I'm going to do, if you guys have not heard of this segment of the podcast, is I briefly go over each matchup. I say who you should start and sit on each team, and I say who is going to win that game. So, with that being said, we're going to get right into it. First matchup, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. 
Um, you have to start James Robinson. He's a top 10 running back right now. He's getting a lot of work running the ball and receiving the ball. I also like DJ Chark coming back off of injury. He had a monster game last weekend, putting up 100 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and I think Minshew is going to continue throwing to Chark. This is actually a pretty good matchup for Chark against the Texans, who don't have the great defense that we're used to seeing the Texans have. Um, I actually think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game because I think the Jaguars' offense is, is pretty good. We saw, we saw, uh, we saw them put up 30-plus points against the Colts, who have a good defense. So against the Texans, who have a bad de defense, I think the Jags can put up a lot of points. And on the other side of the ball, uh, start Deshaun Watson, start Will Fuller, um, Brandon Cooks, you can't start him. David Johnson, with all the running backs hurt, I guess you're probably going to have to start David Johnson unless you have any other good options, but I'm not a huge fan of David Johnson this week. Um, and I would predict the Jaguars to come out in this game with a victory. I think you could start Gardner Minshew, too. That's, he's probably a good option this week. Uh, but, yeah, I say the Jags win this game, let's say, by three points. I think it'll be close, though. All right, on to our next game. Bengals and Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are heavily favored in this game. I think this, the spread is actually favoring the Ravens by 12 points. Um, we'll, we'll start on the Bengals side of the ball. Not a good, not a great matchup. I know the Ravens have a stout defense, um, but there's definitely some Bengals that you can put in your lineups. Uh, definitely Joe Mixon. He just came off of his best performance, not only of the season but of his career. He put up career numbers: 30 plus touches, around almost 200 yards total, three touchdowns, so many catches out of the backfield. Um, I, I don't know how you could sit Joe Mixon after such a good performance. I would hinder my expectations. I don't think he'll drop another 40 points. But I, I would say he'll put up 10-plus points, something good. Um, you can also start Tyler Boyd. I think the Ravens will have the lead a good amount of this. So I think Boyd, who has been Burrow's top option, will get a lot of looks. Um, I, I wouldn't start Joe Burrow, though. I, I'm sure he'll turn the ball over at least once. Uh, against this good Ravens defense. And I would say that's about it, who I'd start on the Bengals' side of the ball. On the Ravens' side of the ball, um, start Lamar Jackson, you have to. You drafted him high for a reason. I know he's been he, he's been all right, definitely not as good as people would expect him to be, um, but I think this is the game where Lamar Jackson really shines. I'm saying 30-plus points out of Lamar Jackson. Probably, I think this is going to be his highest um, fantasy point game of the season. So definitely start Lamar Jackson. I also like Marquise Brown. It seems like they've been just slightly off uh, Jackson and Brown on their chemistry on the deep targets. I, I think Marquise Brown is going to hit that deep ball, that, that big play that we've seen him hit before. So I would start Marquise Brown. You have to start Andrews. And the Ravens' backfield is a mess. We have a three-headed monster between Gus Edwards, um, Mark Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins. I do think in the long run, by the end of the season, I think J.K. Dobbins is the guy. You know, Mark, in Mark Ingram is getting old, right? He he's been in the league for, I think, 11 years now because he won the Heisman in 2009. 
So he's been in the league for a while. I think he's on the other side of his prime. You know, I, I think he's starting to slope downwards. Um, we've seen the best of Mark Ingram so far. And um, with all those three running backs all getting work, you really can't start any of them with confidence. Uh, in this game, I actually think the Bengals will make it closer than 12. I, I would say the Bengals lose by 10. So I, I would say the final score would be like, say, 30 to 20, something around there. Um, but yeah, Ravens win by 10. All right, next game. We have the Panthers versus the Falcons. Um, this is the game that is going to have a lot of points in it. A lot, a lot of points in it. Um, I would say my start of the week would would be Teddy Bridgewater. I wish I started Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I have Cam Newton and Tom Brady in my in my fantasy league, and I wasn't. I don't think Cam Newton's gonna play. It's a little risky, so I started Brady. I knew it was a bad matchup, and he didn't play too well. I wish I had just picked up Bridgewater off of the waiver wire and played him just for this week because the Falcons' defense has been absolutely atrocious versus any quarterback. And there are going to be a lot, a lot of Panthers that put up high numbers this week. Start Mike Davis, 100%. Start both Panthers wide receivers. That's DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They'll both go off this week. Um, definitely start Bridgewater, as I said. Start the Panthers kicker. Start everyone on the Panthers, uh, except for their defense. And on the Falcons side of the ball, we know Julio Jones is hurt, so you gotta play. Um, you, you gotta play Calvin Ridley, and I think you can actually flex. You can actually flex um, Hayden Hurst, or you can start Hayden Hurst. And um, yeah, I would start. I would start pretty much about everyone on both of these. Both of these offenses, I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game, kind of similar to um, the Cowboys-Browns game. Yes, you can also start Russell Gage for the Falcons, start Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan, all of them. Um, this will be a shootout, and I think the Falcons have to win a game, right? Uh, I think they have, to, they have to at least win a game, and I think this is the game they win. Um, this is an NFC South battle. I'd say it's going to be a close one. I'm going to say Falcons win by three. Next game, Raiders versus Chiefs. Um, we'll start with the Raiders side of the ball. you got to start Josh Jacobs. He's been getting a lot of touches, hasn't been really producing too much since week one where he had his 31-point game. Um, he's been hovering right around 10-ish points. I think I think he's going to start ramping it back up. Um I actually think the Raiders will make this more of a game than we think. Uh, so, yeah, I would start Josh Jacobs, start Darren Waller, and that's about all I could trust on the Raiders' offense. Um, I, I'm not really comfortable in starting Henry Ruggs yet. He's been banged up. Uh, Derek Carr hasn't been great. Um, so, yeah, I would just start Jacobs and Waller on the Raiders. On the Chiefs' side of the ball, uh, the Raiders have the worst run defense um i think Clyde edwards hilaire is going to put up a top five performance this week obviously start all of your chiefs because they've all been performing all year that's kelsey um tyree kill mahomes obviously i already said Clyde edwards hilaire um and then a boomer bust candidate i think one of these two receivers is going to go off in this game it's either going to be uh Mikko hardman 
or it's going to be Sammy Watkins. I mean, either one's a toss-up. They're either going to get you 10, 15, 20 points or zero. So, I mean, you can take a risk on either of those players. I say in this game, Chiefs win by 14. Chiefs win by double, double digits in this. All right, on to the Cardinals versus Jets. On the Cardinals side of the ball, I'm going to talk about this guy. He's been an absolute fantasy disappointment, and it's Kenyon Drake. He had 12 points week one, and ever since then, his points have been going down and down and down and down every single week. Last week, he only had 3.5 points in a matchup that was so favorable against a bad Panthers run defense. Um, I know people are saying here is the la this is the last week to start Kenyon Drake. Give him one more chance. Um, if you're really that desperate and you have no one else to start at running back, um, I guess you could start Kenyon Drake. I have zero confidence in Kenyon Drake. He just he doesn't look good. I don't know whether it's because he's banged up um, from his foot injury that he had in training camp because he, he was wearing a boot um, up until like a week before the season started. So I don't know whether it's an injury. He I, I've been watching these Cardinal games, and he's just – not finding any open space. He, he looks slow. He, he doesn't look explosive. He just doesn't look good at all. You know, I'm sure part of it is the Cardinals' offensive line, but literally Kyler Murray is getting more rush yards than Kenyon Drake. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't start Kenyon Drake this week, but if you have to, okay, do it. Um, you have to start DeAndre Hopkins. I do think this is going to be a big game for the passing attack for the Cardinals. So I think Kyler Murray is going to go off this week. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to go off this week. And you could actually flex Chase Edmonds. He's been getting more and more work. He's kind of the passing back for the Cardinals this year. And uh, for the Jets side of the ball, um, as I usually say, never start anybody on the Jets. But I think Jamison Crowder has kind of proven me wrong on that. Jamison Crowder is a PPR machine. You know, he's not going to get touchdowns. He's not going to get a lot of touchdowns, maybe a touchdown here or there. But he gets a lot of catches and a good amount of yards. So you can definitely start Jamison Crowder, especially against the Cardinals. Um, pretty good matchup there, but I would not start anybody else in the Jets. The Jets stink. Um, Cardinals win this game by a lot. I'm going to say Cardinals win double digits. We'll say 35 to 20 something like that our, our next game Eagles versus Steelers um, on the Eagles side of the ball I know the Eagles have been bad but there's definitely some fantasy players who you could give a start um, you could consider flexing Greg Ward he is the Eagles number one targeted receiver and the guy who Wentz has been going to the most out of all of the receivers for the Eagles the Eagles have been banged up um, I know Alshon Jeffrey is coming back soon you could pick him up and stash him on your bench but he's really old I'm not a huge fan of Alshon Jeffrey but if you're desperate you could pick him up um, Miles Sanders I do like Miles Sanders in the long run I don't I don't love him in this game against the Steelers the Steelers do have a pretty stout defense um, you know they gave they gave Saquon a big big trouble week one so I, I don't think um, Saquon's old team at Penn State uh, Miles Sanders will do too good this week. 
Uh, you probably have to start Miles Sanders, though. He's one of your best running backs probably on your team. You can also start Zach Ertz. I would sit Carson Wentz this week. On the Steelers' side of the ball, though, um, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I would start Ben Roethlisberger this week. Uh, he's got Deontay Johnson coming back, and he's also has Juju Smith-Schuster. He has a bye under his belt from last week, so I think he's going to be rested up. I think the Steelers are actually going to have a pretty big game here. Um, you can start Juju Smith-Schuster. You can start Deontay Johnson. Start Ben Roethlisberger. Start James Conner. Chase Claypool. I think, I think you can, you can maybe flex him. He's probably going to start getting more and more opportunity. We've seen him have those really big plays. You know that 80-yard touchdown that he had earlier in the season. I think Chase Claypool is going to start being more and more involved in this offense. Uh, I would sit Eric Ebron, though, uh, the Steelers' tight end. And my score prediction for this is I think the Steelers win, let's say, by like a touchdown. Steelers win by a touchdown is my prediction. All right, we're on the second half of all these games. We're about 20 minutes into the podcast, so let's keep this thing going. All right. Rams versus the Washington football team. Um, so this is probably the matchup I'm going to take my most time on because there is a player on one of these teams who I think is going to be a breakout player. So I think it is hyper important to spend some time talking about him. So this player is a, a very dynamic player who can run the ball He's very athletic, explosive, and he is a very good pass catcher out of the backfield. This player is in a very, very similar situation to Christian McCaffrey this year. Sorry, very similar situation that Christian McCaffrey had last year when we saw a once-in-a-generation year that McCaffrey had last year. Um, probably the best fantasy season I've ever seen. And this player has the same head coach that McCaffrey had last year. He has the same quarterback that McCaffrey had last year. He's in a shit division like McCaffrey was last year with all of those bad defenses. And he's got a very similar skill set to Christian McCaffrey. And this player is Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson has been getting more and more points every single week. And... We pretty much saw the breakout last week. Um, he had around 130 total yards between receiving and running the ball with a touchdown. And I think he had four catches out of the backfield. Um, so my overall thoughts on rookies this year is I think right around now is when you're going to start to see some of the rookies really come out. And that's because there was no preseason, right? So, preseason is usually four games for the new players to get used to the speed of NFL, to get used to playing with new teammates, to get used to the whole culture, right? And so, players like Antonio Gibson, you know, he was kind of getting his toes dipped into the offense, you know, slowly, right? Um, he, he had about, like, so far in the season, I've looked it up, his snap percentage has been about, like, 45% splitting time with J.D. McKissick, who is kind of like a pass um, catching back. But I think, I really do think Antonio Gibson is going to become 
the workhorse back, the lead back of that team. Um, we know that that the quarterback there um, for the Redskins, Allen, loves to throw the ball to running backs, as we saw him throw so many times to Christian McCaffrey. That's Kyle Allen. Loves to throw to the running backs. And we know Ron Rivera loves to use the running backs in his offense. So um, I, I really do think Antonio Gibson is going to be a, a really good option um, this week and the rest of the season for, for a fantasy option at running back. Um, start Antonio Gibson, start him with confidence, trade for Antonio Gibson before it's too late. Um, Antonio Gibson is going to be a stud. With that being said... Um, Terry McLaurin has been very good this season. I would hinder my expectations. However, you're going to start Antonio Gibson this week. But Dwayne Haskins targeted um, Terry McLaurin so much that um, now that Haskins is out, I- I'm not sure that Kyle Allen is going to hyper-target Terry McLaurin as much as he as much as Haskins did. But I, w- I still uh, like McLaurin this week um, against the Rams. That's pretty much all I'd be starting on the football team would be Gibson and McLaurin. Now on the Rams side of the ball, the Redskins actually have a pretty good defense. What, believe it or not, that's actually one of their strengths. They have a very good pass rush, very good D-line, and um, uh, they have, they're, they've been very good against fantasy receivers so far. They've actually been the number two defense against opposing fantasy receivers. So with that being said... Um, I think you can start Cooper Cup or Robert Woods this week. I would just hinder my expectations and someone with maybe a juicier matchup like um, like maybe like a DJ Chark, you could start over one of them. Um, Jared Goff, I would sit him. Daryl Henderson, I would sit him. I think the only two starts from the Rams would be Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, with the tight end position being very slim, I guess you could start Tyler Higby. My score prediction would be, I would say Rams win by seven. All right, next matchup is Dolphins versus 49ers. Um, kind of a bad matchup for any Dolphins players. I think you can start Devontae Parker on the Dolphins, and maybe in in uh, in bigger leagues you could you could start um, Gaskin. A running back for the Dolphins, but other than that, other than Gaskin and Parker, I don't like any one on the Dolphins this week. For the Niners, um, Raheem Mostert is going to be a game-time decision. We've seen Jarek McKinnon be very, very consistent um, for fantasy production so far. I do like Jarek McKinnon in this juicy matchup against the Dolphins. You can start in or flex Jarek McKinnon, um, although he will not get as many points or touches if Mostert plays, because Mostert is a game-time decision with his knee injury. Um, You also have to start George Kittle. Um, And I would say sit Brandon Ayuk, but I think Ayuk is going to start to become a really good fantasy option. Um, You you could flex him if you really needed to, but I would sit like a Debo Samuel this week. Um, And my score prediction, I think 49ers win by double digits next game Giants versus Cowboys um I know no one on the Giants offense has been very fantasy relevant so far but when you're playing a Cowboys defense who have been so so bad 
Um, I think you can actually start some people. I do like Devontae Freeman this week. Uh, I think he'll have a pretty good game, maybe around 14 points. He'll definitely get some catches. Um, I do like Darius Slayton this week, along with Evan Ingram for the Giants. Um, and I actually, I actually do like, um, I do like a lot of these Giants players. Um, Daniel Jones, you could start as well. Uh, for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, definitely start him. You can start Dak. You can start Amari. Zeke, Dalton Schultz, and then for the wide receiver two and three, it's kind of flip-flop between CeeDee Lamb and and Michael Gallup, so I, I do like CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, kind of a boomer bust type of guy, and then Sed Wilson, I would sit him, he's only had one good week, um, I say this game's going to be closer than people expect, I say Cowboys win by seven. Next game, Colts-Browns. This is actually a pick'em, so there's no favorite in this one. It's just a straight-up pick'em. Um, so Vegas is predicting this game to be very close uh, for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, I love Jonathan Taylor. Um, the Browns ha haven't been that great against the run, but I don't think anyone else on the Colts' offense. You could actually start Mo Alley-Cox as a, maybe a sleeper tight end pick this week. He's He's been pretty good getting a decent amount of touchdowns over the last few weeks as the tight end for the Colts. Um, but I would sit Phillip Rivers, um, sit T.Y. Hilton. And uh, actually, I think T.Y. Hilton is banged up. A lot of those Colts receivers are banged up. Michael Pittman. Um, for the Brown side of the ball, Kareem Hunt. Now that Nick Chubb is out, I think Kareem Hunt is going to put up massive fantasy numbers, although the Colts have a pretty good defense, so I say Kareem Hunt puts up around 15 points, but from here on out, until Nick Chubb is back, Kareem Hunt is going to be a fantasy monster. Um, I would say start Odell Beckham after that huge week, sit Jarvis Landry, sit Austin Hooper, um, and then sit Baker Mayfield. I actually think... Mm, this is tough. Who am I going to pick? I'll pick the Browns. I think the Browns win by three. I think the Browns win by three. Colts are banged up um, for their receiver options, so I think the Browns win by three. I think Jonathan Taylor has a big game, though. All right, we got th about three more games left. We're, nine, we're, sorry, we're 30 minutes into the podcast, so we're nearing the end. Um, I'm going to give these last four matchups. I'm going to give my breakout candidates who I talked about before, and then I'll be giving my betting line. So next is Vikings versus Seahawks. I This is going to be a high-scoring affair. This is the Sunday night game this week. Um, you can actually start Kirk Cousins this week, even though he's been very bad at the start of the season and kind of been getting better over the last few weeks. Uh, start Kirk Cousins, start Justin Jefferson. You can start Adam Thielen, start Dalvin Cook. Um, on the Seahawks side of the ball, start Russell Wilson, obviously. Start Tyler Lockett and Metcalf. I think Metcalf and Lockett will both have huge games. Start Chris Carson. I think he'll have a big game too. Um, Greg Olson, you should sit him. I don't think he'll have that big of a game. My score prediction here, I think Seahawks win by 10. All right, and now the Monday night and Tuesday night games, Broncos versus Patriots. We don't know who the starting quarterback is for the Patriots, which I already talked about earlier in the podcast. Um, 
but I think you can actually start Damian Harris. We saw him get a lot of work. Um, Damian Harris has been a guy who the Patriots have been been talking highly of in training camp and during practice. Um, he's been behind so many people in the depth chart, especially his rookie season, and he never really got his opportunity last year. Um, he was, I think he was a second or third round pick out of, I know he went to Alabama, and Alabama has produced so many good NFL running backs. I think Damian Harris is the next Alabama running back that is going to shine in the NFL. He looked really good last week against the Chiefs, who have a pretty solid defense. Um, and, you know, since the quarterback situation is iffy, the Patriots don't have the best receiver weapons, I think the Patriots are turning into a run-heavy team. Um, I think Damian Harris is a really, really good option going forward at running back. Um, Sony Michelle's injured. I think he got put on IR. Uh, and I think Rex Burkhead is going to be more of the change of pace back and with James White being kind of like the third down back. But I really do like Damon Harris going forward. He looked very explosive. He, he looked like he was really reading the holes very well. And he just looked like an overall good running back. Also in the Patriots, um, depending on who's the quarterback, I, I would probably sit Julian Edelman this week. I, I really would. I don't think, I don't think, uh, if Hoyer's playing, you have to sit Julian Edelman. If Newton or, or Stidham is playing, you can possibly flex Julian Edelman. Um, the Broncos have a, a decent pass defense. Like I said, I think the Patriots will be running the ball a lot. Um, so I think only people on the Patriots who you could start would be if Newton, if he plays, um, you have to start Stidham. I don't like him. He throws a lot of picks, but you could start Stidham. But definitely start Damian Harris and Edelman. On the Broncos side of the ball, uh, Philip Lindsay's coming back this week. So there goes the Melvin Gordon production that everyone loved. I wouldn't start either of them. I think the Patriots have a pretty good defense. I'd sit Philip Lindsay. Um, I would sit Melvin Gordon. Unless you have no other options, of course, you'd have to start Melvin Gordon. Um, and I would possibly start Jerry Judy. He's one of the few bright spots in the Broncos receiving core so far. Um, and then you could sit Tim Patrick, who had a big game last week uh, on Thursday Night Football. And our next game, Chargers versus Saints. Um, we saw Austin Eckler go down with um, a big hamstring injury that's going to put him out multiple weeks. So Joshua Kelly looks like the guy... Uh, manning the backfield now for the Chargers. Um, I don't like his matchup this week against the Saints, so I'd be sitting Josh Kelly. Um, for Justin Herbert, I'd be sitting him too because the Saints have a pretty pretty stingy defense. Uh, Keenan Allen, start this week. He's been heavily targeted. Um, Double-digit targets. It seems like every game now that Justin Herbert is in at quarterback. Um, and then you could potentially start Hunter Henry if you have no other options at tight end. And the Saints, Michael Thomas is coming back. This is the week that Michael Thomas finally puts up those big fantasy numbers that we saw him put up last year. Uh, he's back. Hopefully he's healthy. You know, I'm hoping that he's looking like the guy who had the reception record last year for most receptions in a season. Um, start Michael Thomas. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders hasn't looked very good. Sit Emmanuel Sanders, especially since Michael Thomas is coming back. 
Um, I think you can also sit Jared Cook. He hasn't been very reliable, but I would say you can start Drew Brees this week, start Michael Thomas, and start Alvin Kamara. And now you're on our last matchup of Week 5. Bills versus Titans. Let's hope this game ends up being played. It's been delayed back a while. It was supposed to be played on Sunday. Now it's getting back two days to Tuesday, which is crazy because the Titans are supposed to play next Thursday night. So that game is gonna have to be that game is gonna have to be pushed back since the Bills and Titans are playing on Tuesday. So there's a lot of a lot of NFL scheduling changes going on, um, but for the Bills, Josh Allen's been amazing. Start Josh Allen. Um, Stephon Diggs has been amazing. Start Stephon Diggs. Uh, I don't like Devin Singletary. I think the Titans have a pretty good rush defense. You can sit Devin Singletary this week. Um, on the Titans side of the ball, you have to start Derrick Henry. He's one of your superstars. Tannehill, not a great matchup against a pretty good Bills defense. I would sit uh, Tannehill. Um, I think A.J. Brown could be coming back this week. I do like A.J. Brown if he is playing. Um, I think A.J. Brown's a very talented receiver, and he's been hurt, so it'll be good to see him come back. And, oh, oh crap, I forgot to do my score predictions. All right. So now that I've gone over all the stardom sit-ems, i got to do these last few Monday night and Tuesday night score predictions. Uh, Patriots, I think Patriots win by double digits. Saints Chargers, I think that is actually closer than people think, but I think Saints win by a field goal. And Titans Bills, I think the Bills win by probably a touchdown. All right, now that we've gone over all of the games, I would say now I'm going to go over the breakout candidates or the players that will score really big points this week. And first off is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. He's playing against that crappy Jets secondary who, who made the Broncos look very good through the air. Last week, they made Tim Patrick look like a superstar with 120 yards and a touchdown. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to tear up that Jets secondary. Um, I also, as I said before, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have his kind of breakout game. I know he's been, he's been solid so far, but hasn't had that huge game. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have that huge, huge game. And then I also think Lamar Jackson is going to have a huge game against the Bengals. And now we are on to the betting line of the week. So every week, um, if, if you are eligible to bet, I know there's an age restriction for betting. Um, for, you know, it varies state to state. But for, for the betting line this week, I like the Cardinals minus seven versus the Jets. Um, the Jets are in shambles. The Jets, I think, are the worst team in the NFL, and I think the Cardinals have something to prove. They've been playing worse than what they actually are, so I I do like the Cardinals this week, minus seven versus the Jets. And the other uh, betting line, so that's my lock of the week, and another line that I kind of like is Bengals plus 12. I think Ravens minus 12, is that's a big number to cover. I know the Ravens are really good, but I think... I think they're kind of underestimating Joe Burrow. He's thrown for 300-plus yards uh, for three weeks in a row. I think Joe Burrow will kind of make this a game, and I don't think it'll be a blowout. I would say Ravens won't win by more than 12, but I think they'll win by 7 or 10. And now we are at the end of the podcast. Um, once again, I thank 
all of you guys if you're still listening at this point i really appreciate it um you know i've been making these podcasts now um more frequent looks like i'm doing it twice a week um if you could give this uh podcast a five-star review i would greatly appreciate it and uh i hope you guys all enjoy the games on sunday uh monday and now tuesday fo- tuesday night football you know we've seen some crazy things so far but I have never seen Tuesday Night Football. But, uh, yeah, guys, enjoy your weekend. And uh, hopefully you guys all have your teams win and do good in fantasy football. And I'll be seeing you next time.